Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dark Star Matt Taylor, and you are listening to Wrestling Cheers. Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking your break from all your worries, it sure would help a lot. Would you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, even though we may pronounce it wrong. We are Wrestling Cheers on the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Please head on over to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Podbean and rate, review, and subscribe not only to the Wrestling Cheers feed, but also the Trending Topics Network feed. You can get a hold of us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, and instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. And if you do so choose to email wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And back here on the show, and we got one big, big topic to talk about this week. Oh, who am I? You need to know that kind of information. I am the one and only heavy set here with you this week. And we got one topic, like I was saying, and that would be the Dustin Batdorf Invitational 6. It was this past weekend, and I'd, you know, I've been looking forward to this for, for a little while. On October 14th at the Rock Gym and Activity Center in Canal Fulton. It was, it was a fun night, fun show. Pretty much what I expected. Expected minus a couple things that I will talk about as as a fan. I thought originally I could be wrong. I believe, but uh, last year was the only year I had I had been to a DBI, and I thought with your ticket you got a free shirt. Well, it turns out that wasn't the case this year. Still, I bought uh, myself and my girlfriend a shirt because I kind of had my heart set on that. Like I said before, I got over 200 professional wrestling shirts, so I had to add another one to my collection. And it's obviously uh, for a good cause, so, you know, why not? So got got myself the DBI shirt. It was, you know, the Rock Gym and Activity Center, which is basically a big gym. And that, that's not a knock on it. It was, I love the effort that was put into it. Also, it was the same thing at the Wayne County WrestleFest where, yeah, you were on a, you know, basketball court, but there was, you know, some vinyl pieces, whatever you want to call that, uh, covering pretty much the whole floor. So it helped preserve that aspect of it, but it also made it to where it didn't feel like a gym by the look of it. There was, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but I, I really, I really didn't uh, like that aspect of both the Wayne County Russell Fest and uh, DBI. And hands down, the other venue was better, but it seems to be this, uh, the Rock Gym and Activity Center is going to be where it, it goes forward. The thing that I did like about it, it, it wasn't a very complex building. You have the main building. And then on the side, there was like the foyer that you might have walked in on the right of the building where, you know, they took your tickets and had the, the raffle baskets at. And then there was the gym. So it was it was a very, very simple layout. Then there was above that foyer, there was seating. People didn't really sit there. It was more set up for commentary. 
and set up for the hard cam. And then I think it was about four or five rows set up around the ring. Maybe, maybe a little bit less. Might have been three. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, another question that I did have. I mean, granted, I bought my tickets like the week of. But then again, ticket information really wasn't released early on. I was just saying that week of I bought about at the door. Think of another show. Think of oh, might have been OCW or something. No, I was thinking of a concert. Which I'll get to that concert here in a minute. Um, but there was only one ticket price, and it was there's only one ticket price that I even mentioned here on the show. Well, when I got there, I figured okay, you know, it was you know, it was all general admission. The whole front row was labeled VIP seating, and I don't know whether there was a couple seats of that was you know for VIP or that was supposed to be everybody, not everybody. There were whether there was like special VIP seats or the whole the whole row. That's a better way to put it. The whole row was VIP seating. I wasn't 100 percent sure, so I sat in the second row, and I'm I'm honestly not a big fan of sitting in the second row. If I have a chance to sit in the first row, I want to sit in the first row. Granted, if I'm at a I'm at a WWE show or ROH show, you know, a bigger show, I understand. Fine. You know, I get what I get. But if I'm at an independent show and I can get there early and get a good seat because it's all general mission, or I can pay for front row and still get a front row seat, you know, that that's what I prefer. If I happen to lose out and have to sit in the second row, I'm fine that way. But if it's the general mission thing, that got me. So I didn't like that I couldn't sit front row. I mean, last year I, I did. So it was more or less, I didn't want to sit in a seat and then look like an a-hole for it. Like, oh no, that's safe for this. And, you know, so like I said, I, I sat in the, the second row. Not a horrible, horrible thing, but I still sat in the second row. Other notes that I had about the show, no intermission, which is fine for the, these type of shows. You know, it was seven matches long. And then, you know, the last match being the Rumble. So I can understand you were not going to do like three, four matches and intermission. So get a few wrestlers out before the show, too, for um, selling their merch. Only that's the only other notes that I can think about the show. Side note, we did get uh, my girlfriend. And I did get concessions because we were really hungry. We were holding off for wings. But when they started having like concession specials, because obviously not being a regular wrestling show, they had wanted to get rid of some of this stuff. So towards the end, they started, you know, nachos were like a dollar or something or half off or whatever it was. So we got nachos. You could get cheese or what my girlfriend at first thought was chili, but actually was Sloppy Joe, which, high note, nachos in Sloppy Joe is good, but they they have these regular, I don't know, I want to call paper paper containers that you would get maybe like a hamburger or hot dog in, and the, like they kind of fit that perfectly. Kind of stuff you see at like a, a diner or something. Well, they put the nachos in it, and then they put the sauce on top. It was very difficult for me. And this is during the Rumble match. I was eating Sloppy Joe nachos while tweeting. Trust me, at times I was behind and I didn't catch everybody's name. And I'll get into that later on. I didn't. I, I, when you're live tweeting Rumbles, it is very difficult to get eliminations unless you have someone covering that. Like you have two people like, all right, I'll say when people come in, you say when people get eliminated. So you, but it, I just do eliminations. I mean, I just do an entrance, and then I mention when you get down to the the final four, the final five, or whatever. I think for this one, when the last entrant came out, I said, okay, we're down this, like, with this one, it makes the final four. So here it is, and then I had mentioned, when, I think when we got down to the final three, or maybe the final two. I know I did final two, and then I, I said who the winner is. I didn't get, once again, I didn't, like I said, I didn't get everybody's name, partially because of the announcing. And if I if I don't know who they are, like, if I just see them, like, I don't know really who you are. And there's even, like, some that I'm un- sure of if their name has possibly changed since I last seen them because there was one like that so anyway let's get into this event and even before the show 
I was approached by the guy who's in charge of Rebel Life Media. Find them on Twitter at Rebel Life Media. All obviously one word, no, no spaces. Obviously, Twitter's no space, but no underscores, no, nothing like that. At Rebel Life Media, they've been following uh, this account for a while. I think I've seen something of them, but they're, they do wrestling documentaries and they were there at the show conducting like interviews with some wrestlers. And then I was asked for like my two cents. I think I, I might've retweeted it on the account. I can't remember. I did not retweet it on my personal account, but he interviewed me and asked me questions about this podcast and about, um, my thoughts on DBI that night. I don't know if it's going to be released, but if it is. I'll be quick to retweet it, but we will be adding Rebel Life Media to uh, our podcast friends list, which is getting bigger and bigger by the week. So let's 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 get into this event, and I'm gonna go through the results really quick of the non-Rumble matches, and then maybe some of my thoughts on some of those matches. Then I'll go through the Rumble entrant by entrant, and pretty much reading off the Twitter feed, which you can follow along at Wrestling Cheers. Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers. So we started off with Benjamin Boone versus Robbie Starr. Boone beat Robbie Starr by pinfall. Next up was Flex Jordan and Brendan Fields. Peak of Perfection versus Philly Collins and Marino Tanaglia, the Philly Marino Experience. PME pinned Peak of Perfection. And a, a public apology for this next match. Chase Aarons, who I kept saying Aarons. Because he spells it A-A-R-Y-O-N-S, and I'm really bad at pronouncing things, especially if it's not what I'm used to. Hooked on Phonics did not work for me, but luckily, since then, he has changed his name, which I think he, he's he's weaning into it. We see the same thing locally with Angel Dust, and uh, I think her new name is Zoe Sky, yeah. So I thought Zoe Sky, and she went from being just Angel Dust to a lot of her stuff was branded both with both names, and now she's tr- fully transitioning into being Zoe Sky. Same thing with Chase Aarons. He's now going by Bray McKenzie, and you can follow him at Bray McKenzie Pro on Twitter. Throw out, throw out his new handle. But it was Louis Perez versus Chase Aarons, a.k.a. now Bray McKenzie versus Flying Ryan Burke versus Joshua Bishop. And Bray McKenzie pinned Louis Perez to win the match. Up next was Derek Direction versus Jimmy Shane in a trick-or-treat match, which basically there were trick-or-treat pails ringside, some hanging from the poles, some just sitting in the corners of the ring. And, you know, if you reached into that, you could pull out any whatever was in there and you could use it as a weapon. Jimmy Shane did pin Derek Direction to win the match. And then after the match, some zombies came out and proceeded to eat the brains of Derek Direction. Up next was after that was Gino DeCapo and Grant Andrews versus Chuck the Truck Morris and Jake Ely. I accidentally did not tweet out who won that one. If I'm correct, and anybody listening, feel free to correct me. I do want to say it was Chuck the Truck and Jake Ely. Then after that was Juice Jennings versus Dark Star Matt Taylor with Matt Fantone as the special ringside enforcer. Now, Matt Taylor did pin Juice Jennings, but it was after Fantone pushed Juice to the ground before Matt Taylor took advantage of it. Now, if I'm correct how that went, the referee went down, so Fantone jumped in, stepped, obviously being outside enforcer, stepped in as, as the referee. At one point, he ended up getting in 
Juice Jennings' face and pushed him. Now, this push caused, actually, say Fantone pushed Juice, and Juice fell to the ground, and Matt Taylor took advantage of it and ended up pinning Juice Jennings. Hashtag justice for Juice. Now, actually, after all this, and after the show, there happened to be a backstage segment between Matt Fantone and Juice Jennings. So let's, let's go to that real quick. General, man, honestly, what a great event, man. it was, was man. TBI six, yeah. it was, it was one of the best. Yeah. There's no question about it. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. did a great Bad job last night. You put your hands hey. on me. Who do you think you are? Juice, you big piece juice. of crap. You had a job Stop. and you couldn't hey. do it. Dude. Get out of here, Orlando. Oh, oh, please. Please. Oh, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, 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 Juice Jennings versus Matt, the Dark Star Matt Taylor on November 11th, OCW's Bash at the Babe 2. Will there finally be justice for Juice, or will the Dark Star come out as the real and true OCW champion? More on that later on. All right, uh, back to uh, my thoughts on some of these matches. I'll go uh, one by one, maybe minor thoughts. I like starting off with Benjamin Boone versus Robbie Starr. I do like... Uh, Benjamin Boone. I think there's a lot of these bad guys, a lot of these heels that work really well in front of these types of crowds. These crowds will buy hook, line, and sinker, and that's an aspect of the show you don't see it necessarily everywhere. So I like seeing the show start off like that. And then even going getting in the next match, most of these people had never seen Philly Marino experience, but they knew they didn't like Flex Jordan and Brandon Fields. And when PME's music hit, they started getting into it, and they really, really started to like these guys. And hopefully, you know, next year we see Philly Marino experience in OCW, maybe even contending for the OCW Tag Team Championships. You know, maybe not first off. You know, we have this electric truck company. Maybe we see, that would be a great, great matchup to see. Maybe versus the former champions, the Dirty. Maybe Peak of Perfection gets a rematch in OCW. But uh, the fans, like I said, they they really did uh, buy into Philly Marino experience. And th- that was very, very cool to see as someone who is a fan of theirs. And I'm going to throw this out there now. No guarantees. But this is, this is the true story. After the show, we did record an interview with Philly Marino Experience. And we did have some run-ins that you will hear next week on the show. Maybe. Now, the reason why I say maybe is the quality is not up to my standards. I try to put out a good episode. I do a lot of tweaking and editing. And this is one of those times where I'm presented with audio that I have to fix. And this one, you're getting warning right now, it isn't pretty. And it's doing the live recording things. I'm, I'm learning trial and error on a lot of aspects. So please, please bear with me next week. But if I can get this sounding good with the run-ins and some of the topics, it's not going to be very long. I think maybe a l- around 20 minutes, maybe a little bit under 20 minutes. 
but one of the biggest audio problems is it's technically supposed to be three people, myself and Philly Marino Experience, but with my current hookups and everything, I only had set up two microphones and they had to share. And you'll hear them messing with the mic the mic stand a little bit to go back and forth. And you'll even hear it on my end because the run-ins happen on my mic. So I looked at the audio and I was like, Ugh. Uh, this is one that I'm going to have to sit down and really, really tinker with. But I'll, I'll openly admit the Jackson Argos interview, I wasn't really happy about it for a couple of reasons. But when I listened to it after everything, I thought I was being a little hard on myself. And I really do enjoy how parts of it came out. But learning more and more about how to edit audio and make it sound better. Because, I mean, I've been doing podcasts for years, but now it's having more professional equipment. You know, I have to learn to edit more and edit better and make certain things like the, the in the original recording with Argos, he's a lot louder than me, but I learned how to fix that. And there's some of that also in the uh, Phil and Marino episode where people aren't as close to the mic. And I, I know I'm going to have to sit there and tinker with it and get it to uh, sound a little bit better. It might not sound perfect. And you're going to be, be able to tell that I raise the audio on someone who's not necessarily close to the microphone, but that's what's in store for next week. Won't be a very long episode. I don't know if I'll do an intro. I think I probably will. Something. Figure out something to talk about. Uh, but that's what's what's in store next week here on Wrestling Cheers. The scramble match was a very, very fun match. I feel like it could have flowed a little bit better with how these matches were supposed to be like a lot of spots, but it was still good. And like my prediction was correct that Bray McKenzie, Chase Aarons would win. Derek Direction and Jimmy Shane. I love both of these guys. I, I, I and 100% genuinely do. And seeing them together in a match was very fun to watch. I would like to see them in matches against each other more often. The student tag match was good. I wish I would have tweeted out the, the winner, but you know, those kind of things happen where the tweet doesn't accidentally get sent out or I'm just so into everything that I forget. Or I could be used to the AW setup and I tweet the pre-match stuff. Caden tweets out the post-match stuff. So yeah, that didn't go out right. And then of course, adding more into this story of Juice Jennings versus Matt Taylor. Looking forward to seeing that at Bash of the Babe 2, which I will be at. Um, we'll go over all the upcoming events later, but I will say they do have a show. Their next show now is on November 4th. And that is OCW Fight for the Levy. And that is, at the, I believe, at the OCW Arena. Unfortunately, I will not be able to make it. As I didn't know about this event until, you know, earlier this week. And I have a concert that I'm going to that night. Now, I'm not a real big concert person. But a lot of the bands that I grew up listening to in my local area are getting back together and having this, like, one-off show. And then there's a couple other bands that are somewhat known around the area. Um, Hate Theory, Dolly Trauma are the two bands that I listened to, you know, when I was in high school. And another band called Erasing Never. I went to school with the lead singer. He was uh, about two grades above me. And I'm looking forward to finally seeing him in concert. So I had made these plans like a month or so in advance, and probably like two months in advance when they ever, whenever they announced it. And I bought tickets last week and they sold out earlier this week. So that's where I'm going to be. Unfortunately, I'm sorry, OCW. I will not be able to make it, but I do have plans on making it to Bash of the Babe, especially with that as a championship match. And, you know, before we get into the Rumble match, let's uh, quickly go over the shows you can find on the Trending Topics Network, as well as my podcast friends, you know, on Trending Topics Network, you can find shows like All Beer Inside, European Uppercut, The Tuts Experience, Lou Chat, CFL Easy Picks, What's on Fight, Eurovision Showcase, 
Legends on Siren Radio, TTN at the movies, STFU, and then there's my other show, Hanging with Heavy. Friends of this show are Macho Man Radio, Chris Clem's Cavscast, Wingcast, a wingman podcast with Steve Guy, Let the Hate Flow Through You with Jeremy Shear, Pod Van Dam, The Road Home from Wrestling, Weekly Wrestling Podcast, the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs, Thrift Store Jobber, check him out on eBay. Actually, why do I say eBay? Because I'm not sure if it's eBay, but Etsy, Twitter, and Instagram. And of course, our new friends over at Rebel Life Media. And then let's get into the Rumble. And this was how the entrance went. Entrant number one, Flex Jordan. Entrant number two, Jimmy Shane. Entrant number three, Brandon Fields. Entrant number four, Dark Star Matt Taylor. Entrant number five, Mr. D. Entrant number six, Louis Perez. Entrant number seven, Philly Collins. Entrant number eight, Marino Taglia. Entrant number nine, Benjamin Boone. Entrant number ten, I didn't get the name before or after the show, so please someone let me know. I put down Brian Horn, but that didn't that didn't match the initials on his the side. Um, so please someone let me know. Entrant number eleven, Grant Andrews. Entrant number twelve, Space Invader. Entrant number Unlucky 13, Robbie Starr. Entrant number 14, Crosshairs Kelly. Entrant number 15, Jake Ely. Entrant number 16, Clinton Oswald. That was his name at the Buzzbin show, but it sounds like he might have had a different name. But once again, the way the announcing was, it was a very kind of over-the-top, extending out certain syllables. And with the sound system, I couldn't make, and the music plan, I couldn't exactly make out it. But it didn't sound like Clinton Oswald. But under my notes, it was Clinton Oswald from Buzzbin. That's all I know. Entrant number 17, Laura Loveless. Entrant number 18, I put down Mr. Smiley, but I knew that was wrong. I couldn't catch the right name, but uh, I did do a correction later. Mr. Happy. Entrant number 19, Joshua Bishop. Entrant number 20, Juice Jennings. Entrant number 21, Chuck the Truck Morris. Entrant number 22, Gino DeCapo. Entrant number 23, this was corrected to me later, but I didn't write it down. 100% my fault. It was a guy dressed up, kind of a gimmick that I've seen in independent wrestling. This might be the third guy with it. Maybe the second, but I think it's the third. Kind of like the African type, I say savage. Anyway, his name was something, the African savage. So I just wrote down the African savage. Apologies to the wrestler out there. Entrant number 24, Chase Aarons, a.k.a. Bray McKenzie. Entrant number 25, Flying Ryan Burke, and the final entrant, number 26, Derek Direction. With Derek entering, that was, the final four was Derek Direction, the African Savage, Robbie Starr, and Jimmy Shane. Then we had Derek Direction get eliminated, and then Jimmy Shane. So we were down the final two, Robbie Starr and the African Savage, and the year winner of the DBI Rumble and the DBI Six Champion, my pick, unlucky number 13, Robbie Starr. You know, it was very cool to see Robbie Starr finally win it. You heard him in the first preview how, you know, he was like that only DBI original, DBI all-star who had yet to win the DBI. So, you know, at the end of the show, at the end of the night, there was a photo taken in the ring with the new champion, Robbie Starr, with Sherman Tank, Juice Jennings, Joey Vengeance, Matt Taylor. And did I say Jimmy Shane? I feel like my counting's off, but... Jimmy Shane, Matt Taylor, Joey Vengeance, Sherman Tank, and Juice Jennings with Robbie Starr. It was it was a fun show. There was also other things throughout the night, like giveaways, the costume contest. Mostly it was done by kids, and I did happen to uh, have my own adult costume. I, I wore my Villain Club shirt that day. I had a Villain Club hoodie, just in case it got a little bit too cold. I had a Villain Club hoodie, a Bullet Club hoodie. I had my Bullet Club hat on. 
had my bullet club umbrella, happened to go out and buy a mask that fits. So I kind of went as Marty Scroll for the night. Did, like I said, didn't, didn't really enter the contest. But, you know, it was a fun show. I have fun going with my girlfriend, which she doesn't really listen to this show, so I can kind of, I can spill it out on here publicly. She's not really a big wrestling fan, but she does go with, to me with some of these shows. And she comes up with names for people because she doesn't know many of the wrestlers. She was there for the interview with, you know, Derek. So she knows Derek. But other people, she doesn't necessarily know their names. Like, she kept making the comparison Marina Tanaglia, if you've never seen a picture, I mean, he kind of has like a wild hair and wild curly hair at that. Kind of thought he looked like Sideshow Bob. And then when she seen Philly Collins, she kind of thought that he looked like Silent Bob. So they're the Bobs. And there's many other other ones I won't necessarily get into. Those that's one of my one of my favorites. And then there's like actually like Jimmy Shane looks like a friend of her brother's, so she calls him by that name. And then afterwards, we headed out to Quaker Steak, had us some wings, and for the record, I was sitting at the bar with Derek Direction, Joshua Bishop, and PME. And Josh really didn't get any food, but the other three did, and they did not order wings. So if you think it's crazy for people to not order wings at Quaker Steak, that was three example people who didn't. To me, that's very weird. But all in all, fun night, great cause. Don't feel like I'm missing out on any, anything else. I did go over some stuff before the show. There were some aspects of the show, too, that didn't really translate from the old venue to the new venue, like being able to have a video screen and, you know, ring the bell and have, like, a new face show up of, you know, someone who had lost their life to addiction. I have been told that uh, the DBI next year will be roughly around the same time, so next October, be on the lookout for DBI 7, and uh, I have no picks of who's going to be the winner of that one. But it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a really fun show then, and I I hope to see more names that I know of. Hope Dominic Greeny gets a chance to be in it. You know he's from the Canton area too, so get him to be able to come. Even Trey Lamar, I've been told, is from from this area of you know Akron Canton area, mostly Canton. So hopefully that that happens. All right, let's let's wrap wrap this this short episode up where we talked about the you know reviewed the DBI six. So. We've got some upcoming events. Not meaning to steal off Cole Cabana, but this is the plugs and upcoming events part, even though we did do plugs earlier, but this is where it all be. This weekend, you have PCW Revengeance. That uh, would be today on the 21st. If you're listening to this on Saturday, then, well, you still have Welterweight Wrestling 2 on the 22nd, both from Turner's Hall. On November 4th, you have OCW Fight for the Levy. Unfortunately, we will not be there, so we will not have the results, and I probably will not be previewing it or reviewing it, but the next weekend, we do have OCW Bash at the Babe 2 Thanksgiving special on November 11th. November 18th, we have PCW November Pain. On November 24th, we have AIW Hell Honor 13. And then the last date we have right now listed is OCW A Very Buzz Bin Christmas on December 2nd. And of course, listen to all the shows, like I said earlier, on the Trading Topics Network. Check out our friends that we mentioned earlier. If you want to get a hold of me, Directly, I'm at Heavyset330 on Twitter. The show is at Wrestling Cheers. Facebook, facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers. And Instagram, instagram.com slash Wrestling Cheers. Email if you so choose desire, Wrestling Cheers at gmail.com. And please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Podbean. That will do it for us. Here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, even if it is that cheap heat factor. Later. Later. <laughs>